The title of my message this morning is, Twas the Night Before Christmas. Anybody ever heard that before? Well, of course you have. The poem that describes the visit of St. Nicholas, Santa Claus, who came on the night before Christmas, was written, that, as you didn't know, was written in 1823. There's a few of you that were around in 1823. It was written by Clement Clark Moore. And, of course, most of you can recite the first part of that poem. "'Twas the night before Christmas, and all through the house, not a creature was stirring, not even a... Man, I'm telling you, if my wife saw a mouse on Christmas Eve, we're celebrating Christmas at a hotel, I can tell you that. <laughs> So it's a good thing that there were no mice stirring that night. You know, a lot of the world today and tonight will be focused on St. Nicholas. They'll focus on Santa Claus. And I got to tell you, I'm not against it. I'm not against Santa Claus. We don't have any kind of vendetta against Santa Claus. We got Christmas trees at our house. We got Santa Claus at our house. I mean, I'm all for all of those things. Nothing in the world wrong with you celebrating Christmas as that a part of Christmas. But we got to remember, the reason for the season is that baby. That baby that was in a manger you know, last Sunday night, many of you were here, and you got to see the pic. Put the picture up. The Christmas is all about the baby. Remember, last Sunday night, our children's uh, kids' praise team put on a fantastic musical, and the title of it was, It's All About the Baby, and they sang, and they had dramatic presentation and choreography, and it was incredible, 150, 160 kids up there reminding us the reason for the season. It's all about the baby. The events of Christmas Eve were in preparation for the coming of the baby that would be born in a stable. So on that night, God brought everything together. Remember? God brought everything together on the evening before in preparation for that big event where the baby would be born in a stable, the Savior. In fact, the Bible says in the book of Galatians chapter 4, verses 4 and 5, the Bible says, but when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his son, made of a woman, the Bible is very careful to protect the virgin birth of Jesus. He was made of a woman. God was his uh, father. Made of a woman under the law, verse 5, to redeem them that were under the law that we might receive the adoption of sons. The first part of the scripture says that when the fullness of time was come, when everything was put in place, when, it, when God at the precise moment in time, when God was ready to reveal his son to the world, 
It happened. Christmas Eve was preparation for Christmas Day, just like it is today. It's the same thing. We're celebrating Christmas Eve because it is preparation for Christmas Day. And God, for years and years and years, had prepared the world to know that there was a Messiah coming. If you study theology or you study the history of Christianity, or if you study the Bible in reference to the coming Messiah, here's what you'll find. You'll find that God had given at least 450 different prophecies concerning the first coming of Jesus over and over and over again. When I was in uh, college, when I was in the university studying for my uh, degree for to be in pastoral uh, ministry, we had to do a study of the times of the Bible that pointed to the coming of the first Messiah. I should say the, the, the Messiah that would come first. I had to look at all of the prophecies. I had to study all of those things. We had even had to look at history. We had to look at things that were going on in society. And as you study all of those things, and as I, we studied, it pointed, it's, this is incredible, it pointed to a specific place and a specific time in uh, the world. In other words, Jesus was not born on a random day in a random place or in a random time. No. It was all, listen, it was all spelled out. And as I studied the scriptures and I studied history, it was incredible to see how it all came down to a specific time and place. God put it all together. 450 different prophecies concerning the coming of Christ. Not only that, God had to arrange a political system. Well, you know when you read the Christmas story, it talks about Mary and Joseph having to go back to where? Back to Bethlehem. Why? Because there was a census that had put out, been put out or demanded by the Roman government. And so God had in place those that would make sure that it, there would be an edict of, of um, travel back to your hometown. And so everybody was traveling back to their hometown to be counted in a census. Now, that wasn't something that happened all the time. That wasn't something that happened every year. This was something that was rather unusual. But Rome, who was in charge, uh, Caesar, who was in charge, said, everyone must travel back to their home place to be counted. And so Mary and Joseph made the journey from Nazareth to Bethlehem. There were prophets, there were priests, there were scribes that had studied the scripture. They knew the prophecies that pointed to a wintertime birth for the revelation of the Messiah. They knew that. 
But something happened. Listen to this. For 400 years, from the book of Malachi, which is the last book of the Old Covenant, the last book of the Old Testament Scripture, Malachi, from Malachi to the book of Matthew, God went silent. Now, that doesn't mean that God wasn't working with people. doesn't mean that God wasn't speaking to people individually. Here's what it means. It means that God was not giving any more revelation to be recorded in Scripture. So for 400 years, God was silent. Now, imagine those that studied the Scriptures, the priests and the scribes and the rabbi, they were wondering what had happened. What was going on? No new revelation was given. So was it really going to happen? You know, as time goes on and you don't really see God moving in a way that you think he would or should, you know, you can be lulled into believing that maybe God's not going to do what he said. Man, sometimes we we don't see God moving like we want him to or or in the time frame that we think he should, and we wonder, is he really going to do what he says he'll do? And what happened for those 400 years, people were lulled into believing that maybe Messiah was not really going to come as God said he was. But then one night, <laughs> it, was, it, it was the night before Christmas, When no one was really expecting anything unusual to happen. Towards the night before Christmas in the big city of Rome. Rome was a strong, it was a self-sufficient place. Caesar was ruling with an iron fist. In that city of Rome, it was the night before Christmas. And nothing really unusual was going on. I did an interview this past Friday. Hear this. Just out of the blue, I got called by Sue Strong to come to Channel 3 and do an interview. She asked, could I come on Friday and do the interview about things going on around Christmas and how to deal with things that are happening in the world around Christmas time. And so I showed up on the 22nd of December. And she said to me, Pastor, there's a lot of people that have lost their loved ones around this time. There's a lot of people that are not really happy or they're not feeling the joy this time of year because they've recently had some, I've done two funerals here in the last few days. I know what she's talking about. And she said, Pastor, can you help, maybe help the audience with that? I said, Sue, 43 years ago, this day, my family experienced what you're talking about. My little brother was 15 years old. On December the 22nd, 43 years ago, he was hit by a drunk driver and killed on a bicycle. I said, Sue, God arranged that I would be here on this day, December 22nd, to talk to this audience about that very thing. And here's what Sue said. She said, Pastor, but God. But God. 
She said, Sue, nobody would know this but God. Nobody would, would have asked you to come here. We didn't know that but God. And here's what I'm saying to you. Rome had no idea what was going on, but God knew. Jerusalem. Jerusalem was the heart of religion in those days. But they were looking for a Messiah that would come and take over the world. They were looking for someone that would dominate Rome. They were looking for someone that would bring a band of warriors that would come and in a, in a, uh, in a powerful way become a Messiah that would lead in a political charge and overcome Rome. That's what Jerusalem was looking for. They were looking for a religious upheaval that would turn into a, a political power take. But God. <laughs> That's not what God had in mind. God wasn't going to do that for Jerusalem. Twas the night before Christmas in Rome, and they didn't understand. It was the night before Christmas there in Jerusalem, and they were looking for something that was way different than what God was going to bring. May I suggest to you, Twas the night before Christmas in Bethlehem. Think about it, y'all. Bethlehem. What was Bethlehem like? Well, <laughs> if you looked at Bethlehem then, you could compare it to Pensacola today. The roads are absolutely clogged. <laughs> Did anybody have to make their one-time trip to the mall? I see a lot of man hands going up there. A lot of man hands. I made my one-time trip to the mall. It was chaotic, to say the least. If you, you can ask anybody, but say, oh, it was horrible, Pastor. I'd go to the mall. It was terrible. And, and man, you see, don't, do you see everybody you know? That's awesome, too, you know, because you're shopping and you get stopped 150 times. It's, it's awesome getting to, talk, getting to see everybody. It's so awesome. You know, I would suggest that right now, there's not much difference in Pensacola, Florida, as it was in Bethlehem. How's it going right now? It's busy. Anybody say that? Is there anybody busy in the house today? Yeah, everybody's busy. Everybody's busy, right? Because we're trying to pile everything into the last few days. Well, listen, it was exactly the same way in Bethlehem. All of these people were traveling from all over the world, going to this little tiny town that was basically known for raising sheep. They were the, that was the sheep gate place in, outside of Jerusalem. It, was just a, it would be kind of like Pace is to Pensacola. Busy. So all of these people piled in to Bethlehem, and it was busy. I mean, so much so, you couldn't even find a hotel room, right? We know that, don't we? Because Mary and Joseph, they came to Bethlehem, and it was so busy, the shopkeepers were trying to get their Black Friday sales done. In those days there, they would have people lining the streets with their goods. And as people traveled up the streets, they were bartering back and forth, and they were selling their goods. And it was a beehive of activity on that night before Christmas, so much so that people were busy, 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 going here, there, and yonder. Oh, it was, 
kind of like it is today. <laughs> We're all so busy. Sue asked me, she said, Pastor, how do you deal with the busyness of life? I said, I don't know, Sue. <laughs> I said, I think it's just a part of what we do. And, and you just have to sometimes just stop. You know? It was a night before Christmas. And Rome was busy. And Jerusalem was dealing with it. And Bethlehem was dealing with it. Much like we are today. I will say this. Some people want to be busy. You know, there's some people in this room today, you don't want to think about things. You don't want to think about some of the stuff that you got to deal with next week after Christmas. You're having a hard time dealing with what's going on in your life. And you'd rather stay really, really busy. Because you don't want to take the time to kind of calm down and let things come into your mind that you know you are dealing with. Maybe you're dealing with a tough family situation. Or maybe there's an addiction in your life. Or maybe, maybe there's a business issue that you know you're going to have to face in the coming. And you just want to stay as busy as you can because you just don't want to think about it. There's a lot of people like that right now. And busyness becomes a part of the night before Christmas. Here we see those folks were just like us. Busy and Dealing with religion and dealing with things going on and all of those things. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, boom. I mean, wow. The heavens changed. The heavens went from starry night to a night where the silence of heaven was shattered. All of a sudden, God said, stop. And everything changed. Remember? On that night before Christmas, do you remember what happened? The angels lit up the sky. And the shepherds looked up and they said, what in the world is going on? And the angels came down and they spoke to those shepherds and they told them that the Messiah is going to be born They asked where, and they told them. And they gathered up their sheep, and the angels rejoiced. And the Bible says that the heavens declared the glory of God. And God put a stop to everything that was going on for the shepherds that they would understand that there was, there was something fixing to happen that was more important than anything that was going on in the world. It was that night. Before the Savior would be born, and they needed to make their way to the stable. And when they got there, they found Mary and Joseph that settled into a stable. While they were there, Mary gave birth to Jesus, the Savior. And the shepherds saw the baby. The Bible says, I like this, they went and told everybody. <laughs> they went and told everybody. <laughs> You know, when, when God stops time for you and God does a work in your heart and God radically changes your life, you want to go tell somebody. 
By the way, coming up in the new year, the first Sunday in the new year, I'm going to introduce the new word for our new year. It's going to be a word that's going to be so awesome for all of us to think about. And then the next Sunday after that, I'm going to start a series called Radically Changed. And we're going to look at how God wants to radically change your life. And I promise you that day, the shepherds were radically changed. And the night before Christmas, listen, became Christmas Day. As that night before Christmas dawned into the next day, Jesus, the Savior, was born. Do you believe that? Do you believe? Do you believe that the night before Christmas was preparation for Christmas Day and the Savior coming to this world? Do you believe that? It happened. And Jesus was born in Bethlehem. Light came to a dark Roman world. Listen to this. The hopeless in Jerusalem were given hope. The busy in Bethlehem would stop and discover that they were to worship a newborn king. Everything changed on that night before Christmas that became Christmas Day. For all of us today, here we are. It's the night before Christmas. (laughs) It's Christmas Eve. And what does God want us to do? He wants us to just stop for a moment. Let's just stop for a moment. I know we got a lot on our minds. I know we got a lot to do. I'm no different than you. My family's no different than your family. I understand. But can we with just a moment? Let's just stop and focus on what God did 2,000 years ago. Stop your busyness long enough to focus on the baby. Stop the, the worries and the, 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 the situations of life that you got to deal with. Stop thinking that your life is not perfect. Stop just long enough to focus on that baby that was born in the Bethlehem stable who lived a sinless life. And died on a cross, was buried in a grave, and arose from the grave after three days so that you and I could know him. You see, there is hope for today, Christmas Eve, and there's hope for tomorrow because that night before Christmas became Christmas Day. And the birth of the Savior. So the invitation for us today is this. Stop. Stop for just a moment. And consider. Focus. On that stable. That manger. That baby that was born. To give hope. To the hopeless. And help. To the helpless and salvation to those 
that are lost. Today is your day and my day. Maybe we need to renew that connection to the stable. Maybe for the first time you need to come to that stable and focus on the Savior. Today's the day. Twas the night before Christmas, but oh, thank God, it became Christmas Day. <laughs>